Hey, hey, it's Andy Giannis, and you're listening or watching to another episode of Pod Slamajama presented by Clerk City Control Room. On this episode, we have a very special guest, Paul Poggy, the Executive Vice President for Strategy and University Relations at the Brander Group after the Brander Group announced a partnership with the University of Houston to help student athletes profit off their name, image, and likeness. We had a good conversation about what that partnership will be like and more. Plus, is the University of Houston Athletics Program finally getting more national recognition? Stay tuned. Pod Slam and Jamma covering your UH Athletics. After the penalty, look at the timing pass and look at the throw and catch. Tandell touchdown Cougars. Drexler, what a pass to Anders. A king follow. Josh Edwards takes up Roberts. He throws it down for the Houston lead. Six steals in the first half. There's Blair with the steal. Picked up by Cam Jones. The offensive class so tough. And that's third game. Two possessions. Sasser tries and he hits. Tune has the receiver open. Touchdown, Herslow. They call the five slamma down. And joining me for this segment of Pod Slam and Jamma, we have a special guest, Paul Pogi with the Brander Group. And obviously the big news that came out on July 19th is that the Brander Group and the University of Houston Athletics uh, Department had announced a partnership uh, that has to do with name, image, and likeness that's going to see a lot of good for the University of Houston student-athletes being able to, at the end of the day, profit off their name, image, and like uh, likeness, Paul Joining me, you are the Executive Vice President for Strategy and University Relations with the Brander Group. How are you doing, sir? Doing great. Great to be here, Andy. Thanks for having me. Thank you for your time, and, and thank you for joining me on Potsdam and Jamma. So real quickly, um, for, for those UH fans, UH supporters that may not be familiar with the Brander Group, can you talk to me a little bit about what, what TBG is about, what, what's kind of the story behind it, what, what are some of the uh, relationships you guys have been able to build um, throughout the last few years? Sure. Uh, the Brander Group was founded by Wesley Haynes, who has an extensive background working in uh, with PGA and some of the professional leagues with uh, group licensing and other licensing matters. And uh, I think a lot of people a few years ago saw some legislative changes coming in the collegiate landscape that would eventually um, permit student athletes to be compensated for some use of their name, image, and likeness. I don't think people knew exactly what that was, but uh, Wesley was one of those that saw that coming and started to uh, position the Brander Group uh, to uh, work well in that space and serve student athletes and work alongside universities. And so he laid some great groundwork there. Uh, my previous job was at the University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill, where I worked with great people and for a great AD and Bubba Cunningham, who was also very uh, strategic and had great foresight into the direction the industry might go. And so while I was in North Carolina, we actually figured out, uh, Bubba Wesley and I, how to uh, put together a group licensing program. There's no union in college. And typically mm -hmm. at the pro level, a lot of this happens through a union. And so um, in North Carolina, we figured out how the school could work with former players initially in the men's basketball and women's soccer programs alongside Brander to commercialize their name, image, and likeness in some different contexts, and then uh, take that model and replicate it for current student athletes. And so uh, that's what we built. And then when the rules changed on July 1st of 2021, then we flipped it over and started doing that for uh, current student athletes. And the Brander group has since replicated that model 
at other schools across the country. Uh, I think we've got over 60 partner schools now and we're growing like crazy. It's a really exciting time and, and we're thrilled about what we're going to be able to do for student athletes this coming school year. Yeah, in the news release that the University of Houston sent out um, yesterday when they announced the partnership, you know, obviously, like you touched on, there's uh, a lot of different relationships that are beginning to emerge in the college world. I believe in the in the news release itself, it said you guys have over 50 college athletic programs that are kind of partnering with their student athletes. And obviously, of course, the, the big thing, like you said, with the name, image and likeness, can you talk a little bit about what kind of those partnerships or what what what's kind of the how does the Brander Group help a lot of these athletes? athletes being able to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Sure. And we're thrilled to work with the University of Houston. Personally, I've got a long family history there. My dad went there as an undergrad and my uncle went there, mm-hmm. was very involved with the Alumni Association and have tremendous respect for the for the leadership of their athletic department with David Taglarino and Chris Pesman and uh, a lot of great people there. So um, we're thrilled about the partnership. I think there's so much opportunity given the rich history of Houston athletics and uh, how well so many of the teams are performing right now. Uh, the whole trajectory of the institution seems to be going uh, in the right direction. And I, I know the leadership of the chancellor has been instrumental in that. And so uh, we're thrilled about the, the partnership. And I think there's a lot that we can do with it. So, um, so yeah, basically the nuts and bolts of, of a relationship with the university, we come in and we uh, get access to use the school's intellectual property. So the logos and the color schemes and different things like that uh, in conjunction with the athletes, uh, student athletes name image and likeness and we combine those together and create products so uh, jerseys and other things you'll see in the commercial marketplace that have the school logo and a player name or image on them um, that will flow through us and uh, as I said I, I think given the interest in the teams and how well they're competing right now Houston's a major media market but it's also attracted national attention rightfully so and uh, therefore I think there are great opportunities to uh, to really help the student athletes make a little bit of money off their name, image, and likeness and enhance the profile of the institution, both locally and nationally. And in terms of, um, this is just a question I'm, I'm curious about, obviously, when it comes to these merchandising uh, license, licensing agreements, I guess the, the thing that kind of comes to mind it, across campus, you know, just focusing on the University of Houston specifically, I'd imagine when you're, that's really where you're going to be able to see a lot of you know, University of Houston stores like on campus where they have merchandise that have the athletes' names on it. Do you know if that could potentially expand to even possible more retails, like maybe across Houston, if you could go to a random store in, in the city of Houston and see a lot of these University of Houston athletes with their names on stores? Is it more specifically on, on campus only, if that makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's both. And um, we're very fortunate. We've got a great licensing team in-house at uh, TBG, that, the Brander Group, that, uh, that's that got a lot of experience in this area. We've got over 50 national licensees that we work with. And so much of this is driven by uh, market interest. And so the market dictates um, what products they, they want out there. And uh, again, it goes back to the, the high profile nature of the Houston programs and the success that they're having. And so I think that there will be a lot of interest in uh, products featuring the school's intellectual property, plus the student athletes name, image, or likeness. And uh, I think we can expect to see that not just on campus, but in the local market and, and probably at a national level too. Mm-hmm. And kind of getting more into the specifics of kind of the partnership, um, going back to the news release that said that there's going to be a voluntary program for student athletes at the University of Houston. It's not necessarily going to hinder them uh, from pursuing their own individual NIL deals if they, they find other 
um, businesses that might be willing to to work with them. But I'm curious with with the TBG partnership, can you talk a little bit about how the athletes will be impacted? Is there like a certain split when it comes to revenue or is that is that still in the process of being worked out? No, you're right. This is a group deal. And there's there's a couple of different ways that student athletes can monetize their name, image and likeness. And so we work on the group side. It does not prevent a student athlete from going out there and doing their own individual deals or working with their agent uh, if they have one and finding some individual NIL deals. Uh, we work strictly in the in the group space. And so if somebody wants to come in and work with uh student athletes at, at Houston, they need to use a minimum of three student athletes on one team, or if they're going to do it across multiple teams, they need to use a minimum of six. And uh, we've seen interest from licensees and, and just working with one team um, and having three uh, student athletes from that one particular team uh, as part of the program. We've also seen some licensees or other outside entities that want to come in and work with a, a sampling of student athletes across different sports at, at other schools. And so I would anticipate some of both um, here at Houston. And uh, again, the, the university is very fortunate to have uh, not just a, a very high profile basketball program, but there's a lot of other teams that are playing uh, very well down there. And the mm -hmm history of success there is great. And so I, I think there's a lot of ways we can extrapolate that out and create opportunities for the student athletes. But I do know that we've got licensees that are really excited to jump on this right away, given the, the partnership we now have with Houston. To answer your question, yes, it's a voluntary program. And so the, uh, the student athletes uh, have a choice to opt in. Um, I, I don't anticipate any issues with that. It's um, the, on the licensing side, it's, it's not something that requires any additional time or effort. Uh, going back to what we intended this to become at North Carolina, and again, credit to Bubba at, at North Carolina for uh, his foresight there. Uh, you know, we, as an industry, we passed all these new rules about um, helping student athletes manage their time better. And so uh, with that in mind, we, we wanted to make sure that we built a framework for NIL compensation and opportunities uh, for the student athletes that uh, didn't become a burden on the student athletes. So if, if they choose to spend more time and, and effort on their own individual pursuits, they can certainly do that. Um, but these licensing programs don't require additional time. And if we do come across an opportunity for them on a group basis, again, that, um, that would require some additional time, we work with the university on that to make sure that, that they're okay with it and the student athletes are okay with it. Mm -hmm. Kind of a follow up to that. You mentioned that, that just Houston being in the market that it's in, um, that played a, a role. I'm curious, did, did the upcoming move to the Big 12 play in any role in, in the partnership? You know, it, it certainly makes it that much more exciting. Uh, I don't think that, that that was dispositive in any way of, of our decision to target Houston as a school that we were very interested in working with. Uh, yeah, Big 12 is is a obviously a very high profile conference with a lot of great schools in there. So I think it will elevate the platform for the whole institution and certainly the athletic programs as they compete in that new conference. But uh, we were interested in working with with Houston. It's um, again, it's a school that's that's had a lot of success over the years in so many different sports with golf, track and field, basketball, football, baseball across the board. And so. Uh, there's a lot to be excited about there. And given the, the current leadership, which uh, we believe is outstanding in the athletic department, and the university as a whole, we think that there uh, there's a lot to be excited about in the years ahead and the teams will continue to compete at a high level. And, and that tends to drive the market demand, uh, which will create those, those economic opportunities for the student athletes. 
Paul, a couple more questions before I let you go. In terms of the actual partnership with the University of Houston, is there a specific timeline for how long the partnership is, or is it more of a, um, is there like a, essentially a year in terms of, oh, we're going to be partnering with the University of Houston for two years or anything like that? I think our deal's for four years, if I remember correctly, uh, through 2026, and then we can certainly extend it from there. But we we want to position this as uh, a neat thing that we're building. It, it doesn't happen overnight. You don't flip the switch and have a bunch of jerseys and other products in the marketplace tomorrow, but they will come mm-hmm. fairly quickly. And so we want to make sure that we're positioned to grow with the school and continue to create these opportunities. And final question, just what's the overall vision, you know, once uh, 2026 rolls around that, that the partnership has has obviously um, passed it, the initial year period? Uh, what's the essentially the ultimate vision for being able to get these student athletes to, to monetize and the university to profit from name, image and likeness when it comes to just the overall deal? Well, this is a new area of the industry entirely. And so I, I do think that uh, we're still feeling out exactly what it will look like, but we believe that there will be a lot of different opportunities in the marketplace and those will continue to grow. Um, as the programs continue to perform at a high level, it'll continue to drive that interest. You mentioned the move to the Big 12. I think that will certainly help too. And so our long-term vision is growing with the university and creating an environment where these uh, these programs can flourish and grow and uh, we can continue to build on the success. So I, I think we've got a good plan for some products this year with jerseys and things like that, that we'll be able to bring to the market for Houston student athletes. But uh, there are so many different opportunities out there that I think as the market calibrates and figures out this new world that we're living in now with name, image, and likeness uh, and the connectivity that student athletes can bring uh, for a brand. uh, I, I think there's virtually limitless ways that we can take this. So again, this is Paul Poggy with the Brander Group. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to speak with me, and I appreciate your time. Um, thank you again. Great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Great to be with you. Mm-hmm, for sure. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Welcome back to Pod Slam and Jamma. Joining me for this second segment, my co-host, as always, Dayon Dunlap. Dayon, how are you doing, sir? All is well, man. All is well. How about you? I'm doing good, and, and we're just getting back from the other side of the break when we had Paul Poggy. He had a good interview. Sit down to talk a little bit more of the Brander Group partnership with UH Athletics, a lot of good information. And now we transition to a bit of a more interesting question when it comes to the University of Houston Athletics and something that Paul actually touched on when it came to the value of the University of Houston as a whole being in a big market. And the question we're going to pose and we're going to discuss, and we'd love to hear um, you know, our listeners' input on this, is the University of Houston getting more national recognition and love? And uh, why exactly is that? So when you look at, these are just a couple of accolades that have come out within the past week or two, and this, this has to do both with University of Houston football and men's basketball. You look at Nathaniel Dell and Clayton Toon, they were uh, just this week were named to the Maxwell Award watch list, which is presented annually to the player of the year in college football. So University of Houston had two players on that list. Um, Clayton Toon uh, was named the number two best group of five quarterback behind Coastal Carolina's Grayson McCall. Uh, Pro Football Network had Clayton Toon as the number three quarterback in the country. Um, switching over to the basketball side of things, ESPN's Joe Lenardi and his way too early bracketology, which he always loves to do in the middle of the summer. 
uh, for the 2023 NCAA tournament had Houston as a number one seed um, in his early predictions. And he even seemed to be leaning towards picking Houston outright as a potential national champion favorite. As of course, we know of the also way too early top 25 uh, rankings. And a lot of them have Houston in the top five. Even the athletic has Houston potentially getting three players drafted in the NBA draft. Uh, in 2023 and then even going back to the field of 68 they had Marcus Sasser and Jamal Shedd as their number one starting backcourt entering the 2022-23 season in all of college basketball not just uh, in the American or a specific group in the same group by the field of 68 they also had Jarris Walker and Jawan Roberts as his 22nd best starting front court in all of college basketball. So, Dayan, I'll toss it over to you. Do you think that the University of Houston Athletics is starting to get a lot more national recognition? I don't think they're getting more national recognition. I think basketball-wise, for sure, I think people are recognizing that Houston is one of the better programs um, in the nation. So I, I would say basketball, as far as football, I don't think so. I, Houston has had players in their preseason uh, Maxwell, um, Maxwell list. They've had players in different lists in the preseason, so that's not really nothing new. Um, I think Clayton Toon is getting a, a lot of hype and recognition, and rightfully so, based off the season that he had in that um, last year and um, the season upcoming. Looking at the schedule and what he's projected to do and build off that season, so in my opinion. I, I don't see them getting more national recognition overall. Basketball, yes, but overall in the grand scheme of things, it kind of seems like the same. Really? And when you say you bas- you said basketball, yes, why do you think that basketball has gotten uh, to that level of national recognition? I think because of with the consistency, our people are really realizing that Houston is here to stay and they're really here to compete for a national championship year in and year out. That's something people are still on the fence of as far as other sports. But basketball-wise, there is really no debate that Houston is one of the better programs and they will be in the conversation to compete year in and year out. And they've done that for um, from years now. And so... I think the recognition is gaining more and more momentum as the last two seasons have um, came and went. And I think it's even going to a next level even now, especially with the tournaments in Houston. So I, the, the final four, excuse me, is going to be in Houston next season. So I think there's going to be even more recognition um, and hype pumped into Houston because, you know, I mean, that's, it's all about sales and American and all that advertising stuff goes mm-hmm. on. But basketball wise, I would say for sure. Yeah, I tend to I tend to agree with you. I think the University of Houston football program is starting to get a lot more of national recognition just in terms of what they were able to do last year. We know the story of the 12 and 2 season, uh, getting to the American Athletic Championship game, staying with Cincinnati for that first half of the game. Um, and then beating Auburn in the Birmingham Bowl, that's a certain, it was a good step in the right direction. But then obviously, of course, heading into this season, I think you're, you hit, you hit every, all the points perfect when it comes to, to football. It's a lot of wait and see. I think a lot of people are beginning to put expectations on the football team, especially with uh, what Cincinnati lost in, in the offseason in terms of losing a lot of seniors um, into the draft and beyond. Obviously, of course, the starting quarterback and their star uh, corner comes to mind first. Um, so Houston is starting to, Houston football is going to be in a position of where they're going to be favored at the very least to win the American Athletic Conference and going into the Big 12. I think Dana Hogerson's team is going to be 
put in a very interesting position where, you know, they're if they can put together another strong season, win the American Athletic Conference this time. We saw Sac Avenue on the official Twitter account. They posted their their Birmingham Bowl rings earlier in the week. Um, but those are some really cool rings, by the way. But um, I can't remember who it was. It was one of the players on the defense, I believe, said that na- their goal this upcoming season is to win the American Athletic Conference championship rings and have those um, so I think that's what Houston needs to do. Houston football needs to do heading Good into Week Twelve. Yeah, go ahead. Question for you: Do you think that the Houston is doing a better job or a good job of marketing the football, or what do you think should be done to even market even better? If you don't think so, yeah, I think you know I think the University of Houston football since in the past 10 days i think they've done a much better job of marketing themselves at least when it comes to their twitter account because i've seen an uptick and this is it's kind of interesting you bring this up i've seen a huge uptick in just their uh daily post on social media there and they're doing it not just on like say the office or stuff like that but one day they have a post on the special teams obviously of course we know uh the defense the the kind of really the identity that the Houston football team was able to rely on last season. That was their defense, a third world defense and being able to kind of get that kind of imaging aspect or not imaging that kind of branding aspect for the team. Um, and then obviously, of course we know uh, Clayton Toon and Tank Dell, they've done a good job of being able to promote them um, with a lot of these awards that they've been kind of selected in the preseason watch lists. Uh, can they do more? Yes, of course they can always do more. Um, and even, even going back at what they've done the past 10 days, they started to do countdowns for the season. Obviously the September 3rd is going to be when uh, the first game of the season kicks off against UTSA. Um, But I think they've shown improvement. Can they do better? Obviously they can always do better. I think, um, I guess if you had to nitpick on one thing, it would probably be trying to get more fan engagement just when it comes to events that fans can actually attend to um, in person. And obviously in the, in the spring they had um, the spring practices and, they didn't, um, at least in my opinion, I don't feel like they necessarily marketed as well as they could have been. And, and at the very least, you know, try to get as many people to watch the team, you know, get a first look at the team in the spring. Uh, obviously, it's a lot different now that we're heading into August, really. We're a few days away from August once the, the training camp started and there starts to be, uh, be a lot more anticipation for the season. I think maybe having a couple of those events, that that could be something that could do a good job of being, being able to build more anticipation for uh, the football team, especially, like we said, coming off the season that they did last year. What say you? I would say more player engagement. I agree with fan engagement, but more player engagement. Hear more from the players. Hear, see more of what they're doing behind the scenes, whether they're working out. They're in a, just hear more from the players, more player engagement from Clayton Toon. People want to hear what he has to say about his season last mm-hmm. year, not just when you have media availability. I think they can do more of a job where – creating videos and Clayton Toon to show how motivated he is, the work that he's putting in the offseason with um, Tank Dell, the defense and the defensive line, Sac Avenue, um, Coach uh, Doug Bell, and just um, promoting more player and coach engagement because people want to hear from them outside of just the media availability. And so I see different programs who will highlight certain coaches, have them mic'd up in practice, have different things to where they can actually hear from players. I think that's another thing that they could do. Um, but there's always room for growing. I like of recent, they have done a better job of posting more. So I think it's just continue to build on that, but for sure. 
And kind of question, uh, so you're, you're referring specific to the football team. I'm curious, do you feel like the men's basketball team, how have they been able to handle that um, in the past few seasons? Do you feel like they've done a good job or do you think they could also? I, I think they've done a decent job. I wouldn't say good job because of, I think they could even do a, a better job. People, like I just said, as far as with football, people want to hear from Coach Sampson outside of the clips. And he has so many good cliches, so many good clips. You can never <laughs> have too much of Coach Sampson. Um, I know how tight-knit they are with their practice, but they do a good job of posting clips at practice. I, I will give them that. But um, just, again, more from the players. Hear more from the players. Build their brand more from – from the Jamal Sheds, from the Marcus Sasser, Tremont, Mark, and people who in Houston know what he is, know what he can do. But people want to hear more from these players and just see, make them more visible outside of on the court and media availability. So I think they've been doing a good job. I think the women's basketball team can do a better job as well and just continue to promote. They've been doing a, a good job of recent posting different, um, a lot more content that I should say that they normally wouldn't even post from just having graphics for players committed, their strengths, and some practice workouts, just Coach um, Huey posting dinner with lunches with different players. So mm -hmm. you can never have too much content. So I think they've been doing okay, but you definitely have more room to go for sure. Mm -hmm. So what, what I'm like envisioning at the end of the day, all this, you know, branding essentially is kind of a, uh, for, for lack of a better term, um, just to, to build a lot more excitement when, what I'm seeing or what I understand from you is that you'd like to see much more of that player aspect, kind of like a behind the scenes aspect yeah. where, you know, that's, that's what a lot of fans love to see. And, and, you know, really the first thing that, that popped into my head, um, that I believe it, it's probably, yeah, probably a few days ago, and I believe it was Jamal Shedd who tweeted out a hype video of, of the men's basketball team uh, from last season. I think he called it a subtle reminder. So just videos like that, they kind of build anticipation. Um, that's what you're referring to, correct? Yep, exactly what I'm referring to, things like that. And just also more people want to know what players like to do, who they are, not just – and I think that goes part into branding outside of just athletes. And, and also coaches, man. You see so many pictures and you hear things about how um, how much energy Coach Kelly Sampson and Coach Kelvin Sampson brings. Then I seen the video that they posted a while back with Coach Quanis White winning a shooting contest. So just a lot of little things like that in which I think they can um, – do more of coach Hover saying how people rave about coach Belk and his, his, how he is with players, just, just little insight behind the scenes things that, that um, fans don't get to see because they can't go to every practice. You have some over practices, but just some things like that to, to build on and create more excitement to people to get to see more, maybe just hanging out in the locker room where they're playing video games or a video game tournament, just different ideas yeah. to give, more excitement and more who the players are outside of um, their respective sport. Yeah, and on that note, I mean the Houston uh, the Houston football Twitter account just uh, we're recording this on Wednesday, so on the Tuesday that they posted a video similar to what you just said, where the football team they had a basketball hoop and they were just shooting uh, baskets. Uh, yeah, I agree. Just little stuff like that that, that at the end of the day, you don't necessarily see um that off that often and, and and just stuff like that where it builds some excitement and, and can get uh some engagements going with the with the fan base and like you said being able to see a different side of the players um real quickly uh news that also came out on the tuesday that, that um, the day before they were recording this 
Um, the Houston football team has officially announced their 2022 team captains. I'm going to go ahead and list them out, which um, they are Clayton Toon, Tank Dell, um, Hassan Hippolyte, Patrick Paul, Javarius Owens, uh, Derek Parrish, Christian Trahand, and of course, Donovan Mutant. Those eight players are the team captains for the 2022 Houston football team. When I listed off those names, is there one player in particular that, that stands out or one you'll be looking um, as he goes into that leadership role heading into the upcoming season? We're less than about a week away from American Athletic Conference Media Day, so football season's just around the corner. For sure, Donovan Mutant is the first name that sticks out. When you hear him speak, he sounds like a leader. You hear players talk about him. He moves and acts like a leader on a day-to-day basis. I remember when he um, was knocked out of a game with concussion, still wanted to be there on the sideline the next game with his team. And so uh, from the outside looking in, he seems like a really good leader. And then Clayton Toon, what's his next admiration, next step for him to continue to lead um, as a quarterback? I mean, as a quarterback, that's – your job is to lead. And so, mm-hmm. of course, Clayton Toon, even Tank Dell, with a lot of young transfer receivers, a lot of transfer receivers, a lot of young talent coming in at the receiving core. So, I mean, he's had a heck of a season. So I'm going to be looking to see how he's not only helping them, and I know it's not his job, he's a player, they have coaches, but how he's helping lead that group because he's going to receive a lot of double coverage, I'm sure. And so other mm-hmm. players are going to have to step up and, Maybe they can take game, stuff from his game as well. And also, Hassan Hippolyte, the, the star safety, man. I think he played as much ball that he's played in a while last season. I'm looking for him to have an even a bigger season on that back end. So, Pepe is gone. Marcus Jones is gone. You got him and Owens, the, the captains, on that back end in the second year. So, I'm going to keep my eye on both of those guys as well. For sure. And that's going to do it for today's episode. So be sure if you haven't done so already to follow us on Twitter at Pod Jamma, the official Pod Jamma Twitter account. Be sure to hit the subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube at the Clutch City Control Room a YouTube account. And also be sure to give us a like. It really helps us out. And September 3, if you haven't done so already, the return of Let's Rage Coops, the unofficial postgame show of UH football and men's basketball will come back with uh, the September Third, uh, like I said, that's going to be the first game of the regular season for the football team when they take on UTSA. Um, that game is slated for 2.30 p.m. Central Time kickoff, so we'll probably go streaming uh, via the Houston Round Bar Review YouTube channel and obviously, of course, the Podslam JAMA Twitter account roughly, I would say, probably around 6, 6.30 after the, the game ends. So we're looking forward to that. And, Dayan, I'll let you say the last word. Where can people find you? Any uh, final words, sir? Find me on Twitter as it's listed right there below at Dayon Dunlap. And um, all you all, it's hot summer. Try to stay as cool as possible, man. It's hot out there. But yeah. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the inaugural Let's Rage Coops. And let, let's see how this goes. Literally, our program in a nutshell, just being relentless, not giving up. Culture! Culture! <laughs> like Chris, joining us on the show, Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Joining us from the stream, Sean, welcome to the show. Can you... Uh, what's good, y'all? Hey, nah, say what's good to say what's good to the folks, man. What's up, brother? That he would set up a perfect pass for this. Just one of those nights, man. Reggie was great. Big video on Kelvin. That's the only thing I'll tell you. It'll be good again. It was a good run. We'll be back football season. We thank you all that joined us, and. Okay.